All right, in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, let's pray together, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us to this hour, to this time. Uh, thank you for your words, for your messages, Lord, that you're sending always to us, uh, capturing our hearts, our minds, and pouring that love in our hearts through your spirit, through your words. Lord, I ask you to remember everyone, uh, those who are with us, those who aren't with us, those who have no one to remember them. Open our eyes and our ears and give us uh, a heart that can understand and uh, absorb and uh, accept your word Lord, for prayers of all your saints in your name. Hear us when we see our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That would be the Lord. Give us this day our day of death. Forgive us our trespasses as if forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us a temptation, but deliver us. Then the kingdom of power, the glory, now and forever to the ages of all ages. Amen. So uh, continuing uh, Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 1 still. And uh, last time we were talking more about the call, right? The, the, the uh, process of changing uh, the disciples and specifically, specifically the four, uh, Peter, Andrew, James, and John from Fisher, or fishermen to fishers of men. And we talked about that concept and about the idea of uh, that particular phrase was nothing uh, new that, that that Christ kind of um, uh, started, but it was, it was uh, an idea from there before that philosophers will use that phrase in order to uh, capture people uh, and make them disciples for them and, and, and hear more and more of the, of the philosophy and the teaching that we were that they were uh, teaching. <laughs> and we talked also about um, kind of like interesting aspect of uh, the phrase fisher of men from even the Old Testament. And we know that it was mentioned twice in Jeremiah and in Ezekiel, uh, the idea of uh, people who will, uh, will uh, bring justice or bring judgment, I would say, and also bring victory. So those two phrases were used in both uh, Jeremiah and uh, and Ezekiel in the in the mindset Jeremiah 16 16 if you want to take a note and Ezekiel 29 4 and 5 uh, of the idea of uh, bringing salvation and bringing judgment so again the whole uh, concept of fisher of men is not new for the for the culture uh, neither it is new for the uh, text itself for the scripture itself and then <laughs> We move with that to to uh, from verse twenty one to the end, and uh, you see again, as we said before, the the pace of the of the of the text is fast. So you see that that uh, the 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 description of the events itself from one event to another is very very fast and also very uh, connected to each other. So the idea, as we were talking before, that it's not just uh, kind of haphazard order of events, but no, it is. it has a meaning and it has uh, a purpose, which is again, from the beginning, uh, describing and, and declaring who Christ is, and then going through uh, John the Baptist, going and then going through baptism, going through the uh, Holy Spirit, the, the, the temptation, the victory, the preaching, and discipling, and then moving on to what we'll see today. So uh, the, the, the text that we'll start today will start with uh, one, one uh, first kind of uh, uh, story and miracle and encounter. And, and as we will read it, we'll have a question about, about the text itself and why, uh, why specifically that first uh, miracle that's mentioned is in this in this uh way that is that that that's men that's mentioned so let's go to mark chapter 1 and verse uh, 21 and we'll read from there and uh go on with the study so this is again after calling specifically peter andrew uh john and james right and then from from 21 it reads as follows and they went into Capernaum, and immediately on immediately again, and, and on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, 
Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And unclean spirits convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him. And they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirit and they obey him. Let's just stop at this point for now. So my question, first of all, this is this is the first encounter or actually the first kind of like uh, 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 miracle that is mentioned in Mark. And it comes definitely with, uh, with the encounter and authority over uh, demon, right? But before that, my question, I'm just gonna throw it out there for now. Why specifically starting the, 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 the list if I may say that the list of miracles by this particular miracle, whether that was actually the chrono chronological order or not, but what's what's the importance of starting the 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 the, the, the mystery, the ministry, and the, the the signs and the miracles by this particular one? What does it mean? And just keep this aside for now. Uh, think about. It. But the main before we go into that, we want to go into uh, what was mentioned in verse 21 and 22 and they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching and they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one who had authority and not as or not like the scribes what does that mean teaching with authority what does that mean what do you think what is the, what would you think the difference between his teaching and teaching of the scribes as as Sir Mark is mentioning here? His teaching of the scribes would be like their following, or like his own authority, he's like above the writing, above the Okay. He is above the teaching, yes, from from the the, the view and the position of the hearers. How would they recognize that? Okay. Okay. So the way he is speaking about about him personally and his father—that's a good point. Yes. What else? Okay. Coming so fluid out of his mouth as a natural thing, as yes. Okay. What else? As a hearer, when you hear someone that's talking with authority versus somebody that is. Again, you know that scribes, their position was what, and their job was what? Teaching, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what they would do. But so they should be good at it, right? And they should be actually uh, 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 impressing the people by that. But comes Christ here with, with, and the people can hear something different. How is that again? Yes. Like passionate. 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 So yes. maybe like other people would just like, doing what they have to do. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Just someone who just memorizes some scripture and Okay. Not just as a memorizing person, just like, you know, I can read a book and memorize a couple of things and just come in front of everybody and just kind of what? Repeat what I've read, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. What else? There's something else. I was thinking of when I hear somebody with um authority. I also I always think of assertiveness, like they're assertive and they're like strong. So it's not that he's like passive in the way that he's reading it. Um kind of reminds me of you were how you were telling telling the deacons, can't talk, <laughs> telling the deacons like to read slowly so that people can understand what's being read and it's comprehended. So like I even imagine like a step further, like I bet he was like going in a slow way to have people have a minute to like comprehend, but at the same time he's being very assertive in the way that he's saying it's not just that assertive in what he's saying. And that's something comes because he is the author of the word itself, right? And I think that's what's what's probably more important, which is the impact of the word on the hearer, right? The impact itself. And we've seen this already. Where, where did we see this? Just before that, that he has that authority when he did what? 
No, before the ticket, the demon is this is after. Before that, just before what we what we discussed right now. The disciples, right? His first encounter with when he saw Peter and Andrew and said, Follow me, and they immediately followed him, right? So that has that authority. You can you can tell that there is some kind of, of power in the in the word itself, right? And I think it's a good, good, good question for us when we read the scripture. Do you feel this authority or not? Right? There's lots of time, like, okay, like, you know, our, our, our Bible reading is not perfect, it's not good, or maybe, you know, one day yes, two days no, or when you read, we're not just, we're not, you know, when we are spending time with, 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 with the Bible, can we tell that this is, the word has authority or not? What do you think of that from personal experience? And if not, why? And if yes, why? Repetition is less powerful. Okay, more. Okay, okay. So that the, the the perception, right, of that I'm coming into the reading mark, like you know, normal Christian person, probably read mark for at least, at least probably few times <laughs> let's not name it but you know i hope that that you read the gospel several times so you come in already like i know there's nothing new right should there be something new yes so the perception as i approach the scripture has definitely a very 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 strong impact on how i can receive it right right yes well you know yeah i i feel like i know like most of the Bible, like, yes. like sometimes I feel like okay, there is nothing new to add. Yes, and I think this is makes it kind of like less powerful nowadays. Yes, for like most of people. Right, definitely. Yes, again, if you're a regular Christian that you've been, you know, exposed to the Bible for some number of years, then okay, well, what's new? So how can you how can you deal with this? Because this is a very important thing, right? Again, look at the text itself again, because the text, in a way, is 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 hinting on that uh, repetition. In a way, how is that? How is that? And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. Right. In in uh, in uh, in Luke, I think, he says what in the same area here. If you look at, is it Luke or Matthew? Look at Luke uh, 4, 31. And you tell me what's, what, what, what is the, what I'm talking about? What is the scripture hinting on? Luke, 1, Luke 4, 31. Okay. And then. Let's just focus on Luke for now. Can you read it? Yes, Luke 4, 31. And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and as he was teaching them on the Sabbath, okay. and they were astonished. Okay, he was teaching them on the Sabbath here is plural. He was teaching them as it was every Saturday. It was a habit. Right? But still, even though it is every Saturday and it was a habit, they were still able to see what he's, he's teaching with authority. Hmm? And they're still astonished, right? Yes. So it seems like from, from what he's doing that, and we don't know how, you know, how, how long that started, but again, it was an ongoing thing, like as, as a habit, like every, every Saturday, they would go into the synagogue and we know that that you know from 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 the the, the history and from the culture that uh, you know in the small cities away from where the the the, the altar is, uh, any group of ten that they can call they can form a synagogue, right? So any group of ten Jewish they can form a synagogue, and then they will have one of the person or a rabbi come and do what 
and do the teaching, right? So in a way, the Jewish people at that time, they were into that same mindset that we're talking about right now. Like, okay, it's another Saturday, it's another day, and it's another teaching, but not necessarily anything new. But comes Christ, they say what? This teaching is different. This teaching is different. So how can we apply this on our life as a daily encounter with the Bible? Number one, the, the authority comes from who? From Christ, from Jesus. So he is, the, as they say here, that the, 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 he was teaching with authority, right? They were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority. So the authority is parallel to his presence, right? So number one, I think one of the things that we probably struggle with when we are reading is we don't link the reading with his presence, right? How is that? Yes. Right. So the mindset that I am in his presence, right? The preparation for that. Again, you can, you know, like, okay, as a chore, okay, I've been doing this and I've been busy and working or whatever. And then, oh, I haven't read the Bible today. So let me go in and just read the Bible, skim through it, and then I'm done. Check, right? There's no God presence. So this is one thing. What else? What else? Yeah, yes. Sunday school, I remember they told us that before you start reading the Bible, let's say, this bears Speak, Lord, for your, 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 your servant is exactly, exactly, yes, yes. And that's why, thanks for the people who did this, we had this Life and Spirit bookmark that has a prayer, okay? How often do we use it? Again, it just becomes another uh, bookmark in the book, right? So the intention, like, okay, this is something different, right? Uh, something that, that's very, very related to this, I just remember now, if you go back to the book of Ezra, and the first time they read the scripture, remember that story? After a long time. It is in Ezra, uh, I think, Is it Ezra or Nehemiah? I think it's Nehemiah, not Ezra. Hmm? I don't know. If I know, I will tell you. <laughs> it's one of those things that just kind of pops in your mind. And then uh, Nehemiah 8. Nehemiah 8. Okay. This is after a long time after they came back and started the building and everything. And then now they brought in the book of the law after a long time of not reading it. Right? So... You, you, you read it at home, the whole chapter is amazing. But, but what I want to talk about here is um, look at, for example, Nehemiah 8, verse 3. If somebody can read it. And he read it from, and he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand in the ears of all the people who were attentive to the book of law. Okay, so everybody's standing there, men, women, children, whoever, for how long? How many hours is this? Six hours. Yes. Right, standing there, right? Listening, attentive, right? They're, they're hungry to hear the word of the Lord. Look at, just jump, and into verse um, 
in verse 9, verse 9, just verse 9. Okay, same thing, Nehemiah 8, verse 9. Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest, and scribe. Continue. No, that's fine. <laughs> and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Okay. All the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Why is that? You see the parallel between this and between that the people were amazed because he was speaking with authority, right? What is it? The same thing that you hear over and over and over again, but when it like comes from God Himself, it right. moves your heart. Right. Yes. Yes. It comes from God Himself. When you are standing for a long time, when you are thirsty to hear the Word of God because you haven't heard it for a while, even though you are reading it. When you are waiting to hear something different, God, give me something new today, right? God will definitely open the eyes and open the heart to see and to hear something different. And you know that it, it, he, it, it has authority when it does what to the heart? Pierce the heart. That's exactly what St. Paul says. That the word of the Lord is what? Like double edged sword. Pierce, right? And that, so that's very important thing, very important application for our lives. You know, again, they were sitting there, again, as usual, it's another Saturday, another synagogue, another rabbi is going to come and teach, and then all of a sudden it's not the, the normal rabbi, it's, it's who? It's Christ himself. And they were astonished because he was teaching as authority, right? So is he able and willing to, to give and to teach with that authority? And does he have that authority to speak with all the time to us? Yes. Again, it's how we perceive that and how we're able to do that. So this is this is one thing that's very important from, from the get going as we, we talk about the, um, the 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 text today, right? Uh, again, uh, they went and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching, and they were astonished at teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as a scribe. Part of that authority, okay, if he wants to show that authority, like a proof of that authority would come as what? As you just said now, the proof of the authority for the Old Testament at the time of Nehemiah, that the people did what? Wept, okay? For us, what is the proof of that he is actually teaching with authority? Like every time I read the scripture, there is, there is joy, hope, what else? Fire, but when you talk about authority, authority over what? Over or over. Look at let's let's read and just keep, as I said, keep that question in the beginning in your mind. And immediately, verse 23, immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. So here the authority is over unclean spirit. Hmm? Yes, yes. Authority over the devil. Right. Authority over again the devil. You know when we talk about this in this in this context, you always see that okay, devil is the spirit that is possessing a person, and the person is convulsing and saying things. And but does it have to be that way? Are there other forms of being kind of possessed with spirit? Like what? Blessings over and like yes, being obsessed over material stuff. Being under what? Under a curse, under a bondage of certain habits, certain things, certain mindsets. All those things are authority of the devil over us. Right? So one of the things, again, this is this is how the flow of the text. He's he's teaching with authority, and immediately again, that authority was was proved proven in what that he has authority over. Over the unclean spirit, right? That's another thing. Do we really believe and do we have that experience that the word of God is liberating or not? Share something about that. Speak up, please. Can you guys hear her? No. 
לא? כן. Yes. And that, that, that is very, very true. Again, you know, the, the idea of that the mainly the battle is the battle of the mind and the thoughts and then just being in during the quiet time in his presence, specifically, especially in the presence of the word of God that breaks that cycle and that's, that changes the mind and frees the mind from the authority of it. As I probably said this before, you know, one of the, of the church father, fathers uh, book, which is uh, Talk Back. Uh, uh, the name is gone from my, from my mind. But again, the idea of, okay, you have been assaulted by the thoughts of the devil and you talk back again against that with the scripture. So the word of God will be, will, will have that authority over this, right? Back again to the first question, like why, why is this the first uh, 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 miracle that is mentioned in the gospel of St. Mark? Why? Truth, authority, okay, over devil, but why specifically? Yes, exactly, because that's the whole mission. The whole mission of Christ on earth is casting and getting having authority over demons, right? And capturing and setting us free and setting Adam and Eve free and setting the whole human nature free and bringing, bringing it back again to its original. Yes, yes. Thank you. So this is... Yes, Evagrius Pontus. That's the name I was thinking about. Thank you. It's been a long day. My memory is bad. Yeah. Evagrius Pontus, uh, talk back or talking back. Right? Yes, talking back. So it's 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 what Sam Mark is saying here that this is basically he's starting with that particular miracle because that's actually summarized the whole gospel. Right? Which is that he has authority over. Satan, he's coming to control Satan and to cast him out and to set people free again through the incarnation, through the crucifixion, through the resurrection, through the ascension, through the Holy Spirit, right? So in a way, he's in the beginning saying that this is what, what this is all about, right? It's not, and what, what's important about that, that it's not only what, it's not just teaching. And we've probably talked about this before. Jesus didn't just come to give set of sets of new or a set of new teachings. Here you go, follow this. Otherwise, you'd be like anybody else, right? All the big names, all the the the, the Far East uh, religion, religious and and religions and thoughts and everything are very very good teaching, right? And anybody can follow them and can okay, you know what? It's it's actually making me a better person. Right? Hmm? Like Buddhism. Like Buddhism. Yes. Yes. But what's what's different here is that this is not just what a set of teachings. There is a liberation. No matter what, what beautiful teaching is, it doesn't have this authority over Satan. Right? And that's the difference. But he said from the beginning, I came for that particular and specific thing. Right from day one, it was fulfilled on the cross, fulfilled on the resurrection, fulfilled on the ascension. As right? 
So this is something that's very important that we need to understand also and to actually uh, examine ourselves on 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 that on that uh, standard, right? My relationship with Christ does it bring freedom to me or not? Is it liberating me or not? Or I'm still the same? Or I'm still adding even more and more bondages and more and more shackles and more and more issues? Right? Then we're just following certain rituals and certain teachings and certain things without the actual liberation. Without the liberation. Abuna, I have a question. Yes, Nora. So um, I remember like um, not the last uh, Bible study, the Bible study before, um, you talked about like um, this verse mean that God wants us to be like him and um, we he adopted us so to look Christian when we take his features so what I felt when he said that verse it's usual yes yes I know this I know this so how to break does the being used to hear that is it bad and 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 it does well and if it will affect our liberty and not mm -hmm. feeling that, like I don't know how to explain but like if using if you used to hear all of God's words to mm -hmm. us, his promises, yes. um yes. the Bible, and yes, I felt that, yes, I believe in that. I lived that at some points, like um if he's loving, I could be loving. If he like Nehemiah said, like um your your joy uh, like God joy is your like is your strengths so mm -hmm. yes i feel that i know that but this this doesn't change anything new it doesn't add anything new mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. for how long does the like when i should worry about i'm not getting liberation by mm -hmm. reading the bible today yes yes the that's a, that's a great point Nora. What, what are your thoughts? Anybody wants to add anything or to to comment on that? If I'm not seeing a change in me, or do I like sometimes maybe uh, personally uh, when I pray for something and I don't see like a change in a situation, I feel like maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm not um communicating enough with God yes. maybe I'm not doing it right so like it's like there is something wrong that I'm doing yes. so maybe that's why this is something which is again you know I think what Nora is talking about more and correct me if I'm wrong Nora is is Yes, I know who am I and I know that I've been adopted and I'm his child and everything. But again, there isn't that much change that's happening, right? And 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 I think if you look at it from, from just even the, the 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 point of how much more that I can know about God. How can how how much more in-depth I can get into that relationship? And to, to answer that, maybe I need to ask that first question first is, is, you know, at one point, can I reach the point of saying, you know what, I now, I, I, I know everything about God or that relationship reached the maximum already? There's nothing more. There's no such thing, right? It, exactly. He's unlimited. He's, he's eternal. So, so that means that he's, willing and able to give more and more and more right so that i i think when 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 i just had this question from somebody else you know you know okay i've known god has started and everything so you know what else can be done <laughs> right what else can be done i think it's it's the mind the mindset and the idea that that he is able and willing to give more and more and more beyond right that's what saint paul says you know it's how you know the, the depth of his love right his, 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 he cannot reach that, right? The four dimensions, right? The, the, the length and the, the width and the depth and the height, right? you cannot reach that, right? So the idea that he's always able and willing 
And I want to, to continue to grow in that without putting a cap to it is a key in receiving more, right? In receiving more. I think one of the things that we kind of put a cap to that relationship, like, like what else can be done, right? I am adopted, I am his son, I am serving, I come to church, I take communion, nothing wrong that I'm doing, that's it, right? But he wants to give and give and give and give more and more and more, right? So that, that mindset is very, very important, number one. Number two, I think back to your question, or I think the idea what you talked about last time, which is performing that, what we call a paternity test, right? Like if I am really adopted and I am his child, so evaluating my life, does it really show that I am fully his child or not, right? Or that, that picture, that icon has been distorted, tarnished, right? Because of whatever I do. So that means, again, that there is still continuous work to be, to be done, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Right. Yes, we're on the border. Yes, yes. And on the border, you stay on the border. And what you get is border, right? You don't get full because that's where you want to be. Right? Does it make sense, Nora? Yes, I want it makes sense. It just um, when you said today we should calibrate ourselves and like to how point we should be worried for, for this calibration. like. We should calibrate ourselves if we are liberal, if we get liberal every day in God, more than the day before. And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that uh, um, the usuality that I used to know, like, mm. yes, every person mm. that experienced good in my life, I'm yes. sure I'm 100% it's from him. Um, and the yeah. people surrounding me and everything that I get every day, everything is good, it's for sure for him. So I used to that every good thing, it's from him. So I think it's just to simplify it, Nora, to the idea that I am able and I'm willing and I'm hungry to receive more and more, basically. Whatever that would be, in any way, in any form, in any time, right? But the idea that I am thirsty to get more, to get more and get more, right? Why? Because as you said, that, that is life, right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm drinking, I have my water bottle, drinking water. At one point, I can't say, okay, well, I don't need water anymore, right? Even if I don't, but then I still need water, right? So it comes as a natural need, right? Natural need. When will you know when you actually spend more time or allow long time to pass without actually drinking water, right? Then you feel things are not going well. Something is wrong. My body is telling me I need some more water. Right? So it becomes in that natural way, in a simple way, right? So that, that's why, you know, back again to the, to the text here, but that's why the, the beginning of that compared to other gospels, for example, is that, that big, big miracle of authority over, uh, over devil. One thing also here that's very important when you talk about, about the, that particular uh miracle is is look the text itself is is interesting if if you look at um verse verse 24 so it says and immediately in 23 immediately there was in their synagogue a man was with an unclean spirit and he cried out what have you to do with us jesus of nazareth have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. What's different in this? Or what, what can I get your attention in this, in this particular? Let me make it easy. In the grammar of this particular verse. Hmm? Before that. Hmm? What's wrong with that? Okay. But before that, yes, plural. Why? Who, 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 who are, who's us? There was only one demon in this particular case. 
It's not the legume, it's not the multiple. Who is us? Nope. Him and the man. So you see here how, how the affiliation is very strong, that he's controlling the person that they are already what? One. Because, because, you know, everything else is in a single, right? But here he's talking about like, you know, what have you to do with us? Me and that guy, because we are at this point, we are, I have total control that he's part of me and I'm part of him. Right? And just shows how much, again, the control of evil and of devil on a person, right? And not only the control, but also the understanding of devil himself that he became what? Part of that. So this is something that's very important as far as, as the, 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 the text goes, right? But also another thing that's important here, if we can, you know, maybe three things. What, what did, what did the, the bad spirit identify in this particular passage? That number one, he is the son of God. Number two, he is the holy one of God. So he didn't say son of God, but he said what? He, he, he called him as Jesus of Nazareth, right? So number one, Jesus of Nazareth, which means he's what? He is, he is the man that came from Nazareth, right? And then he calls him also the Holy One of God. And then he calls another thing. There is another, another uh, identity in this particular passage here, which is what? Verse 24. Hmm? What will he do to him? Destroy. Which is, which is hinting to what or, or pointing at what? And? This case is the judgment. From the judgment day, where will he come and actually totally destroy? So are you here? Is it the time, basically? Are you here to destroy us? Is this the time of judgment that you'll come and completely destroy us? Right? But the funny thing that he called him Jesus and he called him the Holy One of God. So what does that tell us? Hmm? He fears him. Okay. No, at this point, he's pretty much sure. Like he's... Not respect, no, but I, 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 I mean, what does it tell us if you apply this to us? Like he was able to identify him. He was able to call him, right? But he's still what? He's still devil. No, I'm saying that he, we can or anybody can identify God, right? Know who he is. And know that there is a judgment and everything, but still under the under the authority of devil. See what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. It's very common. In what area, Yusuf? Speak up a little bit. I would say like not only within ourselves, but like there's also like it's become public, like there's like state satanic yes. individuals. Yes. Like they acknowledge who God is, right? But still kind of following following or under the authority of death, right? So acknowledging him, knowing him doesn't mean anything. So, so at one point that is exposed. How is that exposed? In the in the story here, I was reading something about just to kind of clarify what I'm trying to to tell you here. I was reading about something about this, and the question was, how many Saturdays before this particular Saturday did that guy probably showed up in a synagogue? Why is you? Why not a lot? Right? 
Look at, the, at, at, at yes, the first time he was exposed. This is a very important point also. Why is it important? If you look at the text again, you know, what does it say in verse 23? And immediately there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit and he cried. So there was a man in their synagogue, meaning that he was there, right? That's Mark. That's Mark, which is again the, 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 the urgency and the, the pace of the flow of the things, right? That there is there is there is action, as we said, as we said from the beginning of, of, of the introduction, right? Mark, I think in just chapter one, he used it like 11 times already, just immediately, 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 right? He wouldn't be exposed, he would actually want to run away. Like if I know that the stronger, remember when we talked about this, the stronger and the stronger, if I know that the stronger is there, I will do what? He wasn't at that time, wasn't quite sure yet. And he was still, this is after. This is after. This is after. We didn't skip the part. We spent a lot of time on that part. <laughs> you skipped that part. You were sleeping, Julia. <laughs> right? So that is a very important thing. You know, the fact that actually, again, imagine it's a Saturday, it's in a very small city. God, Jesus went to, to, to that city again, and as usual, went to the synagogue. And in their synagogue, there was that man. But he was never exposed before. Although we know from, from the history and from everything that exorcism was actually something that was done during that time. And they would use it and use too many prayers and sometimes use some kind of magic and sometimes of spells or whatever in order to, to cast them. But, but that person and that spirit and that uh, 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 fear was not exposed before till Jesus was in the, that place. Again, what does that tell us applying this to ourselves? We need to get rid, right? How many things that are probably controlling us but it's never exposed right hmm? a, lot. a lot why because we are we have a good relationship with god we're scared of it or we're trying to avoid it right and it, it if it's not exposed what will happen to it It was hidden. It will multiply. It will take control without, yes, without noticing, right? And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know what's happening to me, right? So the, and that's what we simply say that the presence of light will, what, will do what? Light comes in, darkness, cast out, right? That's a very important point again that that person or that bad spirit was was exposed in the presence of the authority of god in the teaching i've said this few sundays ago that the the the, the hearing and the healing right and mark 10 puts more attention and more pre pressure on the fact that he was teaching right Till one point, as you read the rest of the chapter, when people start to come to him and bring all the people to be to be healed, he ran away because he wanted to do what? To teach. Right? And the teaching exposes. That's another, another thing of the authority of the scripture. From spending really good quality time, the scripture will do what? Will expose. The authority will expose the demons <laughs> that are hiding. Right? And the bad things that are being accumulating throughout the time, throughout our lives, right? But expose them to the point of what? To be? To be expelled, to be cast out, right? To be cast out. And that's why, again, you see how, how, how important reading the Bible is. And that's why, again, you see 
how hard the devil is trying to do to order for, for us to do it, to get away from this, or to have a very, very superficial relationship, or to have whatever excuses we can in order to like, well, I just don't understand anything. It's just. So here you see that again, he was there before, although the word of God was there before, but again, it wasn't with authority. And that's another very important point, for, especially for those of us who are teaching or missioning or doing whatever, that when we are using the word of God, but not with authority, it is what? We are actually hindering that authority of God, right? Again, I don't read the Bible except when I prepare a lesson. How good is that? What, yes, what good would it do, right? Or I just, when I, or when I read the Bible, or what's in my mind, how I can use this in my preaching? Well, we're missing the point. And it's very easy to get to this point. I read something like, wow, that would be a great point, a great talk or a sermon, or a retreat, or a theme, or whatever. Like, okay, this is for me. Uh, you guys might have heard this from Ambabulis before uh, Lagos team, but he always says that when you read, there are always two messages. One is personal and one is to share. Right? Especially for, for those who are in the field of, of teaching and, 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 and evangelizing and missioning, mission, missionaries, <laughs> missioning. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm inventing talk, words. But there is always something. If I am really in the field of service, there is there is something that is for me that I should not share with anybody else. That's my personal, and there is something to share, right? The spirit will tell you. Like you take something like this is no, this is me. He's talking to me about this, right? So that that's again, you know, that part as much as it's just a just a miracle of 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 casting out a demon, but there is more and more into it. Especially when you look at it again, that it was by the word of God, right? By the way, and especially when it comes after the text that he was teaching with authority. So you see that okay, with authority, and that authority is manifested and 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 proven in that encounter with. With 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 the with the, with the spirit, right? But Jesus rebuked rebuked him, saying, "Be silent and come out of him." I was reading this; it's actually like five words in Greek. Shut up and go out. <laughs> that's that's the literal meaning. <laughs> like don't, don't say anything. <laughs> right? Actually, the same word is what he used in. Uh, uh, rebuking the, the, the sea, the storm. Same word. Yeah. Yes. In Arabic, it's ibkum ikhras. <laughs> yeah, like with authority. Again, with authority. Yes, the prince of the world. The prince of the world, yes. Prince of the air, yes. So he's no, he has that authority. He has that authority, yes. Yes. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with loud voice came out of him. Why is that small little detail there? What do you think? Yes, verse 26. Hmm? There's no authority. Yes. He's confused. I was reading this actually the way he's making noise and crying. It's confused, right? And and, and disturbed. And disturbed, you know, the impact again of the word of God, the impact of the of, of the teaching of God with authority on the bad spirit, on the bad thoughts, on the 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 struggle that we are going through based on the 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 fight that we have with with the devil. Right? 
He also couldn't fight. Like he just he just went out without fighting or like arguing with God. Yes. Yes. No point of arguing here. No point. Just just kind of submitting to the or submit submissive to the order. Right. There is an order. There is yes. Why did he tell him this is the common question at the end of this? And they were all amazed so that the question among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority commands, again, with authority commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. You see here again, the power of the authority, right? It's, it's, it's repeated again. So he was teaching with authority. And then here they say, okay, that a new teaching with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him and they obey him. So that, that commandment and the obedience of the spirit even to the to the command of, 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 of the Lord. And again, he goes, and at once, his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. Right. Thoughts, let's pause at this point here. What do you get out of today? I need to go pray. You need to go pray. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. What else? I can't take the Bible lightly. Yes. We're just actually you know, taking or putting down a strong, a strong, a strong weapon that we have, right? And that's why, again, I probably said this before, you know, we can talk about things and how bad things are and things are not going right and everything. And then, it's like, okay, how's your bike? Right? Going back to Nora's point, which you're saying, like, we know all this stuff and it's nothing new. I yes. feel like us in the Bible study, like, we read the same thing we read before, but I, I personally didn't know all that and like all the connection and how like the Bible correlates and it's like all one universal message and right. doing these things frequently is gonna renew the word. Right, right. And acting upon it again, because we need to again, we're not just here as listeners, you know, we're all we're, we're, we're all learning together, right? Mm -hmm. When I, even myself, when I dig into that more and more and read more and try to get this from here and there and the meanings and everything, it's definitely very, very, very edifying. And it it, it, it gives gives different meaning and different depth to 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 the work of, of and the word of God. But again, it depends at the end of the day, am I willing to, to let this work in me and change things or not, right? It's not just a matter of, you know, information of knowing things. Right and wow, the scripture is all connected together. Yes, but again, is it liberating me or not? Is it convicting me or not? Is it giving me joy or not? Yeah. What if you're having issues with that? Like, I feel like the word is reaching me at the moment, but then you really come this time for me to use that double-edged sword. I don't freak it out. What do you think? Why would the word work at one time or immediately, immediately again, <laughs> and then it, it dies away? The, the impact is not is not there, not sustainable. What do you think? Maybe I feel like maybe God came to this me all the time, like help me one, please believe me, I do it again. Say again, sorry. No, okay. Um, I just feel like God is convicting me, and that He can't do that all the time. Okay. Like there has to be some guidance. That, that's a very important point, uh, Marina. Say again about it. Elaborate more. Hand in my life, 
Okay. Good. God, that's good. That that's that's a good point, which is again means that either I'm not trusting God, right? Or I'm not trusting even myself, which is very, very, very dangerous. I don't think and I don't know that God will still be able to work with me and through me. Right? That's good. Thank you. And that's very, very critical because at one point, because of everything, or because of the past, or because of our own understanding, you lose the trust and you lose even the hope that you know again anything good can come out of me anymore, right? And that's that's very dangerous also because in a way again that goes going back again to few 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 uh, weeks before, which is the the identity that we have that you are my son, right? Yes. Find myself like reading something and I forget it. People like I'm not fully there, and like you know how the Lord says prayer is a constant thing throughout the day. It's not just like about five minutes, ten minutes a day. Yes, yes. Like personally, for me, like spiritual reading is what keeps me in that zone. Mm. I read like a page every couple of hours. Mm. Mm. Yes. That speaks to me the zone, and I honestly find God connected with everything. Yes. Together, it's not. Yes. Right. That's a great point because I, that's that's the, the 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 effort that we put, and then also each one of us is different. So the way you connect is different than the way I I connect, right? So finding how I can connect and finding you know what works best for me with my personality, with my identity, with my routine, with my everything, and build on that, right? But it comes back again, I think, at the end of being aware that there is a need. I think I think that's the bottom line, right? And not just being like, okay, this is normalizing thing is is is, is very dangerous. Like this is normal. Right? One last thing, yes. You know, we were talking about the basket before and how we can squash like the yes. Yes. So it's like, I feel like even if you don't think you mentally retain it right away, there is probably retaining it yes. in the back of your mind. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the word of God never come back empty, 100%. So even if we don't, or we we don't see anything, or we think that nothing is happening, the word, the word of God is always working. Always working. But again, it needs our attention, right? And that's why, again, as we always say, you know, one of the things that we always deacons pray and and and, and alert the the congregation during the, the the liturgy is be attended. Let us attend, right? Let us attend before the scripture, before the creed, before the 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 the, the, the liturgy itself. Let us attend. Be attentive. Wake up, right? And that's why, again, it's very important you know, to really during the time. As I always say, you know, reading and listening and hearing the the scripture during the liturgy itself, right? It's it definitely has has a strong impact. Okay, good. So from twenty to twenty six, not bad. We're we're getting there. Seven forty. I was on seven thirty five, but you had some questions. So, pretty short. so <laughs> huh? We didn't go to eight, yes. Very good. Fridays, yes. Should be, should be uh, no travel, nothing so far. So, uh, yeah. God willing, next Friday as usual. Next Friday as usual. Uh, uh, I think there are a few, anybody wants to join SALT with the, the chosen tomorrow, I think there are still a few tickets remaining or not? Hmm? Okay. Oh, they're all taken? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Let us pray then, and then we can uh, let go. Any other questions, guys, or any comments, if anybody wants to add anything? No, can you just please um, emphasize what's for the week? What's for the week? I think it's it's the simple simple experience with the Bible, the dream. Again, focusing more and more, praying more and more before the reading, through the reading, after the reading. Uh, I think we, we cannot we cannot 
you know, stress hard enough on, on the fact of how we can continue to get what we uh, should be able to get and what God wants to give us through the through our reading, right? So it's, uh, uh, again, we've seen the authority of the teaching and we see that uh, the lack of that authority actually doesn't expose the 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 evil that needs to be exposed and be cast cast out. Okay. Right. You're well. Anything else? I next week. Next week, George will be here the same. Yes, it's uh, no, the day after uh, Thanksgiving. Happy, happy, happy Turkey Day. Yes, thank you, George. You too. Happy Turkey Day to you too. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yes, thank you for the reminder. Yeah. God bless. Thank you. Okay, let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time, for the uh, wisdom that you give us, Lord, and the love that you give us, and the power that you tell us, Lord, that we have uh, in you, in your words, and believing in you, and just uh, opening our hearts, Lord, to your teaching, Lord, that you teach us, each one of us, with authority, Lord, to, to, to liberate us and to free us from every evil thought. Lord, we thank you for this time. We ask you to remember everyone, Lord, those who are struggling, those who are, uh, uh, those who have no one to remember them. Through prayers of all your saints, in your name, Lord, hear us when you say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. On earth, give us this day, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who are trespassing us. Lead us at temptation, but deliver us from the evil. Thy the kingdom, power, the glory, now and forever, ages, ages, amen. Go in peace. Have a good night and see you next week. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye, George. Bye, Nora. Bye.